Hey, 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 glad you're here. This is Chrissy Baki. I am the hippie Christian who cares. And this week, I just have a quick little Bible study for you. Um, I think if you listened last week, you probably heard that I got the coolest new Bible. Um, Chronological Life Application Study Bible. It's neat, and I'm totally geeking out. And I'm Right now, I am chronologically in the story of um, Abraham and Sarah and Isaac, and this whole section is contained chronologically on God's chosen family. So they kind of have 10 different areas that they talk about. But what I love is, you know, the part where Abraham, God asks Abraham to sacrifice Isaac. And as they're walking up the hill, Isaac's Isaac's like, Dad, where's the actual animal to sacrifice? And Abraham says, God will provide. Well, God absolutely does provide, and this is a story about God providing and prayer, and we'll make it quick and awesome, and I think you're going to have a good time. The story of Abraham and Sarah is amazing, and their son Isaac, and the whole sacrificing Isaac in which God does not make Abraham sacrifice. He just wanted to test Abraham's heart and obedience, and Abraham absolutely passed the test. And so, um, and by the way, the name God, Abraham calls God is Yahweh Yira. Uh, that's the best Hebrew I can come up with. Um, I think we would as Americans say, Yahweh Yireh, Y-A-H-W-E-H. And the A and the E is put in there so that you know how to really pronounce it. Like true Hebrew doesn't even have the A and the E in there. And then the Yira is Y-I-R-E-H. And it means the Lord will provide. What I love though is before, after Sarah, who is Isaac's mother, after Sarah dies and before Abraham dies, Abraham wants to make sure that Isaac has a wife. And arranged marriages happened in that time and place. And ironically, God figured out ways to make it work. And There's lots of ways that humans did not make it work too, but the whole Old Testament, let me just tell you, if you think the Bible's full of like really good people, oh my goodness, they're hot messes like the rest of us and it's okay. It's how we learn. We got to make sure that we always put them in the context that God is laying it out for us so that we know their goodness, but it's also okay to um, acknowledge mistakes and things that could they could have done better and their sinfulness too makes it real life stuff that God wants us I just like bit my tongue I'm not even joking you not hard it's not bleeding nothing like that but that just shows my excitement 
So Abraham was old. And just for the record, this is all in Genesis. Um, and this is around chapter 24. Um, he's old. And he says to um, his oldest servant, um, take an oath by putting your um, hand underneath my thigh. Isn't that weird? Like we should dig deeper in that sometime, but not today. But basically it was like, you know, like pinky swear kind of thing, or, you know, hand on your heart or, you know, hand on a Bible, something like that. But he said, please don't let Isaac marry a Canaanite. I want him, I want him to go to my homeland and marry one of like our people. And so the servants like, you know, what if I can't find a young woman who's willing to travel that far? And he says, should I then take Isaac there? And he's like, no, no. He's like, Isaac has to come back here um, because God has promised him um, a land. And he's going to, he's also going to be a father of great nations. And so he says, you know, go and find a girl, bring her back. So the servant is freaking out, right? Um, so the servant takes the oath and by putting his hand under the thigh of his master, Abraham, and he swore to follow Abraham's instructions. And I'm reading straight from the Bible now. Then he loaded 10 of Abraham's camels with all kinds of expensive gifts from his master and he traveled to the distant land. So now this is just me revising. Um, he knew that Abraham's brother Nahor had settled there. Um, so he made his camel kneel um, beside a well outside the town. It was evening and women came to the well to get water in the evening. And so the servant prays. And I'm going to read this because this is just kind of funny. He says, Oh Lord, God of my master, Abraham, please give me success today and show unfailing love to my master, Abraham. See, I am standing here beside this spring and the young women of the town are coming out to draw water. This is my request. I will ask one of them, please give me a drink from your jug. If she says, yes, have a drink. And I will water your camels too. Let her be the one you have selected as Isaac's wife. This is how I will know that you have shown unfailing love to my master. So it wasn't like he said, hey, if I ask one of these girls, you know, to give my camel a drink, that's the way I'll know. Or if I simply ask, hey, is anybody interested in getting married to this cool guy in another town? No, he gets really specific and says, I will ask first for the drink from her jug. And then if she says, I will also water your camels, then let her be the one. So it's just a super great example of praying a really specific prayer. And have you ever done that? 
If you haven't, I would recommend it. And I would also recommend not. It's one of those things where God doesn't always let us dictate how we want him to answer the prayer. And yet sometimes when we are asking for the right reasons and with the right heart, and you can see that this servant who took a a, a hand under the thigh oath, who clearly in the way he prayed loved Abraham, O Lord God of my master Abraham, show unfailing love to him. So he wasn't like, hey, make me look like I'm amazing. Help me be successful because I want Abraham to be proud of me. No, he wanted God to show Abraham his love. So a young woman named Rebecca came out with her water jug um, and Sure enough, she was the one that filled her jug. And then um, when the servant asked for a little drink of water, she said, yes, have a drink. And she quickly lowered her jug from her shoulders and gave him a drink. And when she had given him a drink, she said, I'll draw water for your camels too until they've had enough to drink. Here's the really cool part. It goes into um, him giving her some gifts and asking whose daughter she is. But then right there, the man bowed low and worshiped the Lord. Praise the Lord God of my master, Abraham. The Lord has shown unfailing love and faithfulness to my master, for he has led me straight to my master's relatives. So not only did God provide Yahweh Yira, but he also provided somebody that was a relative of Abraham, which is what Abraham truly wanted for his son Isaac. The servant had given Rebecca a nose ring and bracelets to show his intention. And when she ran back and, um, you know, told her father and her brother Laban that this servant was coming basically over for dinner, so to speak. And the brother goes out to meet him. And what I love about this is that The brother had seen the nose ring and the bracelets on the sister's wrist, and he heard Rebecca tell what the man had said. So he rushed out to the spring where the man was still standing beside his camels. And he said, come and stay with us, you who are blessed by the Lord. Like, I loved that too, because maybe she told him that the servant prayed and then that the servant actually worshiped and thanked God right in front of her. Or either that, or maybe he just looked at the nose ring and the bracelets and thought, mm, you know, they've got some dough, as in do re mi, dollar bills, dollar bills, dollar bills. <laughs> I couldn't help resist. But seriously, maybe he was saying it because of that. But he recognized that this guy was um, somebody who feared the Lord and as in loved the Lord and was blessed by the Lord. 
And so he, he comes in and they, he tells the story all over again. I, what I love about this is that he absolutely tells the story exactly that like, so today when I came to the spring, I prayed this prayer. And then he tells them exactly what he prayed and says the whole prayer. And then he tells exactly what happened. And he also says that I bowed down low and worshiped the Lord. I praised the Lord, the God of my master, Abraham, because he had led me straight to my master's niece to be his son's wife. So tell me, will you or won't you show unfailing love and faithfulness to my master? Tell me yes or no, and then I'll know what to do next. And so they said yes. And the interesting thing is after after they after the servant slept over the next day the mom and brother said well we're going to keep rebecca here for 10 days and the servant's like whoa that's not the deal um and you know i'm gonna have to i'm either gonna have to go back with her or without her and so they said well we'll ask rebecca and rebecca absolutely said um yes, that she would go. And so I'm guessing Rebecca felt the trust because of this servant's faithfulness to God. But it's interesting because there is somebody that will always try to thwart your plan. Nice use of the word thwart. But you know what I'm saying? There's always somebody who's going to poke holes in somebody, something, or you feel like it's going in this direction. And then all of a sudden it's like, uh Oh, what's happening here? My mom always says, God writes straight with crooked lines. And here's one of those crooked lines where all of a sudden somebody else is going to try to get in the way of God's plan. But it turned out. And my favorite part of this story is actually the prayer and the worshiping God and thanking God and sharing the prayer. That's really my favorite part, the part that the servant said, I prayed, God said, yes, like, hey, that should be that much more trust for you to know that this is all on the up and up. And, you know, we clearly have enough to provide because when they said yes, the servant also gave a lot of gifts to the father and the family for the daughter. So I paused there because I take a little break, get a little water and keep recording after. But I paused there and I labeled that section, pray, worship, trust. So we pray God's prayer. We pray to God our prayer, sometimes very specific. When we feel as though God has answered our prayer, we worship him, we thank him, and we show our gratitude. And then we trust that God will carry that out no matter what happens. I love this story and I have read it many times before, but I love it for so many reasons. And this time what God revealed was the whole Yahweh Yira thing. God will provide. So it was just you know, a few chapters prior to where Abraham is taking 
sort of a young Isaac up to a mountain to sacrifice him. And he tells Isaac that God will provide. And God does. He, when Isaac, when Abraham got Isaac all bound up and was about to stab him before he set him on fire, gross, right? Like this total sacrifice, God stopped him and he said, I don't, I never intended you for you to do this, but I needed to know that you were a man with a heart for me and that you were obedient and that you were the right person to carry on um, and, and, and be the father of all nations. And eventually the line of Jesus Christ would come from Abraham. And so at that moment, there was a ram stuck in a tree or in a bush, couldn't get out. And there was the sacrifice for Abraham to use. God had provided. And now Abraham is legit on his deathbed. And no mention of like God will provide. He has the servant take an oath so that the servant would know how serious he was about this. Like he wanted him not just like, hey, go try to find somebody and have the guy come back and be like, yeah, nobody's really interested. It's too far away. But would be absolutely dedicated to doing this. And then God provides. It's not like God ever changes. You know, the Bible does say that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, that is our God. And when God provides, he provides for all of us. Give us this day our daily bread. So super duper love that too. And I started to say this was my favorite thing, but I was kind of lying because the prayer and the worship and the trust, that was my favorite thing. And the God providing and how God is so tricky in the way that he writes the Bible that just prior to that, we learn Yahweh Yira, God provides, and now he's showing how he provides again. Love it, love it, love it. But Rebecca was so beautiful, and that didn't matter. Did you notice that the servant didn't say, hey, like, send me a really hot girl for Isaac? No, he didn't say, send me somebody skinny. He didn't say, send me somebody beautiful. But Rebecca happened to be beautiful. And so when they were driving up on their camels, wasn't cars because they didn't have them. When they were riding up on the camels, she makes eye contact with Isaac and you get the feeling that she is taken and she says, who is that? And he says, that is... um, who is that man walking through the fields to meet us? And he, he replies, it is my master. So Rebecca covered her face with her veil and then told the st- servant, and then the servant told Isaac everything he had done. But he also, um, she quickly dismounted from her camel and said, who is that man? And then she covered her face because that's what you do um, as a bride and, and dismounting also shows respect. And so, um, but they, 
I've heard it say before that it was like love at first sight because Isaac and Rebecca would come to love each other very much. So I think I've done pretty good being short and sweet through a little bit of hilariousness in with my dollar bills joke in there and the whole wrapping it up. But I think there's definitely some takeaways here. Takeaways like when you are doing something for somebody on their deathbed or just somebody who means something to you. We don't necessarily have to do a hand under the thigh oath, but your word should be your word. Um, Praying and being specific in what you need and allowing God to answer your prayers and trusting him. And when he does allow your specific prayer to be in line with his will, thanking him and praising him and that God provides. Like to me, those are the biggest takeaways. And I love that we have this unfailing God. And so this week, think about some of those things. Think about your prayers and how you pray and how you come to God to pray. Think about when God does answer your prayer. Do we give thanks? Do we instantly say thank you? I mean, I'm not even that great when somebody gives me a gift. My sister Susie yesterday gave me a t-shirt and I think I said thank you, but you know, we should always show gratitude. Um, and especially to the God who provides everything. Yahweh Yira is our God who provides and we need to show him thanks and praise for everything. And even when that prayer your prayer was specific and you don't feel like maybe it was answered the way you wanted it to, just know that it was answered in a way that's going to be better. And you don't always see it on the front end, but eventually I think you do, or when you get to heaven, you will, but God always has that much, much larger picture. So friends, Paul and Phyllis and Brian and James, we got a new listener and everybody else out there who is listening. Thank you for being listeners. Thank you so much. All praise, honor, and glory does always go to our God. Thank you, God, for allowing me to share my stories and share Jesus with all my friends. Thank you for my sister Susie and all my amazing listeners. And please help them to continue to go to you with everything because you are Yahweh Yira. God provides. Have a great week, a great summer, and I'll see you next week. Thank you.